Take your Bibles this morning and turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 11, will you please? 1 Corinthians chapter 11. The Lord Jesus Christ met with his disciples right before he went to the cross. He had told them that he was going to die. He had prepared them, although they didn't really understand all that was going on, that he was going to leave them. And as he met with them to celebrate the Passover, the wonderful truth of the deliverance of Egypt from bondage, he recognized that he was going to the cross to deliver all mankind from the bondage of sin. Here in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, the Apostle Paul gives to us the order and meaning of the Lord's table and helps us understand a little bit about what we need to do to prepare our hearts. 1495. Leonardo da Vinci paints this picture. It took him four years. Keep that in the back of your mind, will you please? And we know it is the Last Supper. It's a portrayal of Jesus meeting with his disciples. It's an event that all four Gospels give to us. But as da Vinci painted it, he painted it to emphasize the wonder of meeting with the disciples right before the betrayal took place. In fact, da Vinci wanted to depict that time when Jesus revealed that one of his disciples would betray him. And you can see the astonishment on their faces as each of them says, is it I, Lord? Am I the one? Only one of them knowing who it was. And as Christ revealed the truth that one disciple would betray him before sunrise, all 12 reacted in different ways to the horror that that meant. Right now, the permanent home for this picture is in Milan, Italy. It's right where da Vinci painted it on a back wall of a dining hall of a convent of the Holy Mary of Grace. As we look into 1 Corinthians chapter 11, beginning with verse 23, Paul writes, For I received from the Lord what I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the night when he was betrayed. Now stop right there. 
on the night that he was betrayed. We think a lot of things about that night, don't we? We think about it being a night after a very busy week with his disciples. We think about it being a night where they celebrated what God had done way back in Egypt. But Paul identifies that night as the night upon which he was betrayed. You ever been betrayed? You ever had someone who you thought was a friend, a confidant, turn on you? Now, there were a lot of emotions going on at this night. It's a motion of celebration, right? The Passover. It was a motion of Jesus getting together and washing the disciples' feet of, of servanthood. It was a motion they were in Jerusalem. The annual celebration together with all of the nation. It was an emotion about how God had prepared for them this place. They remembered the crowd saying, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. All those emotions were going on. But can you imagine the emotion of the Lord Jesus Christ on the night he was betrayed? We don't know a lot about Judas Iscariot. Every time he is listed with all of the other disciples in the Gospels, he is listed as the one who would betray Jesus. In Aramaic, his name means false one or liar. Some have taken the Latin of Judas to be very close to dagger man. On the night he was betrayed. I told you to remember that it was 1495 that Leonardo da Vinci painted the Lord's Supper. It took him four years. God began this plan back in the Garden of Eden. And for thousands of years, God was working his plan, painting the wonder of his love as his son would come as the lamb to take away the sin of the world. Who would betray him? One of his trusted associates. Who would betray him? One who had followed him for three years. Who would betray him? One who thought there was more to offer the kingdom. Many believe that Judas was a zealot. And that he was interested in seeing that Israel was delivered from Roman domination. Perhaps he was Maccabean. The Maccabees had warred for years against the Romans. But on the night in which he was 
betrayed. He established the most precious celebration that for years would remind his people of his given body and his shed blood. That's the timing. That gives to us just a glimpse of perhaps God's love as his son was betrayed and would then go to the cross. I think it interesting as you read the gospel accounts that after Jesus got up, walked out, the disciples started to argue about who was the greatest in the kingdom. Can you imagine? And then Peter says, I don't care what anybody else does, Lord, I'm going to follow you. And Jesus said, no, you're going to deny me three times. Today, in 2019, Let's make sure we focus on what God has done as he sent his son to be our savior and not lose the wonder because we're concerned about who's going to be the greatest or because somehow we think we will never deny him. Let us make sure that we recognize the given body, and the shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Paul continues to say, The night he was betrayed, he took the bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, also, he took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat the bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. You see, that night, the night in which he was betrayed, Jesus used that time to teach his disciples what was going to happen. He said, take the bread and remember it's my body. The Old Testament prophet said, He was bruised for our transgressions, wounded for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. The psalmist says that he was hardly recognizable as a man. There we read, all who see me mock me. They make mouths at me. They wag their heads. He trusted in the Lord. Let him deliver him. Let him rescue him, for he delights in him. Many bulls encompass me. Strong bulls of Basham surround me. They open wide their mouths at me like a ravening and roaring lion. I am poured out like water, and all my bones are out of joint. My heart is like wax. It is melted within my breast. My strength is dried up like a potshed. 
My tongue sticks to my jaws. You lay me in the dust of the earth, for dogs encompass me. A company of evildoers encircles me. They pierced my hands and my feet. I can count all my bones. They stare and gloat over me. His body given for us. In the garden, he said, Lord, if it's possible, let this cup pass from me. I think it's interesting that Jesus knew exactly what God's will was for his life. God's will was for him to go to the cross as the lamb, right? But in the midst of that, he said, Lord, (laughs) can't we do this another way? How many times do you and I know what God wants for us and say, Lord, isn't there another way? But he ended that prayer, not my will, but yours be done. As we remember the given body of the Lord Jesus Christ, let us celebrate in remembrance of him. He took the cup after supper. Now this was the Passover. And there were four cups that were used in that Passover service. Two of them were during the meal, and then there was one after supper, and there was one later on. And the one after supper reminded the people of the redemption which God had given to them. That was the cup. The Bible says, without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sins. John declared, the Lamb of God who would take away the sin of the world. Now, for 1,300 years, lambs had been slain. First slain in Egypt, and blood applied to the side post and the top post of the house so that the death angel would be stayed. But annually, for 1,300 years, lambs would be slaughtered and blood would be applied. But the writer of Hebrews tells us that even though that took place for 1,300 years, this Lamb of God offered the final sacrifice for sin. And no longer would lambs have to be slaughtered. No longer would blood have to be applied Because the Lamb of God was going to shed His precious blood in payment for the sins of the world. That was His teaching. And He said, I don't want you to forget that. Just as I reminded you of those who follow the Lord in obedience to believers' baptism, every Easter, remember, don't forget. And don't forget my love for you and what I have done in your place. Timing, the night he was betrayed. The teaching, remember. Remember my given body, remember my shed blood. But there's more truth to it for our lives. For Paul goes on to say, Whoever therefore eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty concerning the body and blood of the Lord. But let a person examine himself, 
And so eat of the bread and drink of the cup. You see, this whole service is designed to help us remember what God has done for us as he sent his son to free us. But it's also designed so that you and I have a time of quiet reflection and examining our relationship before God. Is it all that God wants it to be? And it's a time when we proclaim that Jesus is alive. That he is Lord for the glory of God the Father. And you see... That's really what makes the difference today, isn't it? He's alive. And because he lives, you and I can face everything in our